Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, you dig? Back at it again with the ep- another episode of the Culture Talk. See, I tell y'all every week that I get on here, every month, every week, every day that I pop up on the podcast that I'm going to bring a guest on. And I come, I be, I've been coming bearing gifts consistently, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, y'all need to pay me, matter of fact, to be completely honest. Anyways, but to get to the point, man, we back again with another guest, episode 16 um, today we have my G. Yes, what's good, my guy? What's good, bro? So we have my boy here via the phone. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, listen clearly, listen, listen loud and clearly, cause we're gonna be we're gonna be chopping it up about man who Yaz is. We're gonna chop it about chop it chop it up about what he does. We're gonna chop it up about where he's from, and we just gonna conversate. Um, so with that being said, my boy, um, man, drop in, you know, tell them a little bit about you. Where are you from? What do you do? Well, I am, uh, the creative director and owner of the brand White AT. Uh, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas. Um, born and raised. Um, yeah, I mean... So the the real question is, are you a Chiefs fan or not? Yeah, see, I'm not too tuned into football. Uh, a lot of my friends are. So, you know, when my friends are, then, you know, obviously I'm tuned in. Obviously, I was real tuned in. We went to the Super Bowl. I even went to the parade. It was, you know, was up since, like, I was up, like, at 5 in the morning just to get there. Was, that day was crazy, but really enjoyed it. That- definitely, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not much of a... Sports fanatic, but yeah, you know I, I watch a few Chiefs games here and there. Bro, I feel you, bro. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I, I mean, I watch the, I watch them in support for my city, but I'm not like a huge sports fan fanatic or anything crazy like that. I kind of just do it for the support of Kansas City. That's pretty much it. So I popped up to yo. Speaking of that, man, was did anybody? Did you wear? Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, you know my my G here, which you'll, you're about to find out, makes some really dope gear and so my question was going to be did you wear like hella of your uh of, of your product to uh the parade or not all right so but the, the, so what i what i wore man like a lot of people my like my close people they found me for it because uh yeah they found me for it because it, it didn't make sense in their minds but to me i was like all right whatever fuck you i'm still gonna do it either way so um i wore I gotta re- I wanna repost the pick I archived it actually. So I wore some black, like shiny black dress shoes with some black denim, uh black denim jeans, a uh YKT hoodie, and a trench coat with a a cheese hat and a scarf. So I wasn't looking like I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm all dressed up for the parade, but you know, I just just like I want to look fly because I like looking fly everywhere I fucking go, regardless. Did anybody ask you? Did anybody ask you about YKT while you was there? Bro, like no man, it was packed. Like not, it was packed. Like people were literally rubbing elbows together, and a, a few fights broke out. From what I see, it, it was packed. You know, I met some new people. I met some great people, but 
Facts. Everybody, everybody was like secretly twisted. Like you couldn't exactly, you couldn't exactly tell like that everybody was like whacked out, but everyone was like definitely secretly like turned up on the low. Cause I, I honestly was expecting it to be, to be like a little bit more crazier than, than it was. It was crazy, but like a little bit more like wild fights, brawls and everything like that. But I think mad people was just like secretly turned up. Like you could only tell they was turned up if you was right next to them. But like every, I bet you the whole crowd was turned up. But anyways, let's get straight to the point, my G. What is what does YKT stand for? So YKT is my initials. Yezem, Khaled Tengedi is how you pronounce it in my language. Well, you know, I speak I speak Arabic, but also English, but I speak Arabic fluently. But uh, at first, people were like, why would you, like, who wants to, you know, wear, wear like, garments with your initials on it and this and that? And uh, the way I look at fashion, bro, now, it's like, it doesn't really matter what what the fuck your name is for your brand. Like, what you could have anything, like, as a name. You know what I'm saying? It's about the content and the quality that you put out. Like, you know, like, it's, it's brands like... You know, Ralph Lauren, uh, Ralph Lauren and Dustin Gabbana and Gucci. Those are all names. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So with the with the with the era we live in, man, like fashion now, it's a lot of hype. You know, and I kind of want to. I want to be able to balance that. I want to be able to follow the trends, but at the same time, continue to be original. Because not one person can get on my page or get on my website, that I, my on my story I'm about to release and say. Oh, this piece of white such and such. No, nobody, nobody. I guarantee you, nobody can say that because all my work is original. I do get inspired by a lot of. I get inspired by a lot of designers, like a lot of designers, and mainly rappers and like you know how they put their fits together. But there's a. I think a lot of people got it twisted. What's like, what's being inspired and what's copying. Facts. So I think. That's like an important conversation people need to to really think about because there's so many people out here when it comes to music, when it comes to um, designing, when it comes to shoot movies, a lot of things where people aren't being completely authentic and they really need to work. And, 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 you know, I'm not here to hate, you know, shout out to anybody that's trying to do something. But at the same time, striving to be authentic with your work and be original is what's going to really make it stand out. But just copying another person's swag or another person's like idea and trying to level it up, that ain't the move. That ain't the move. The move is always to be inspired, but not to copy. So I can feel you on that. And I feel like a lot of people you know, need to tap into that mindset as well instead. Cause I see people all the time when it comes to music specifically who are just like, I really like uh YBN Namir or I really like the way that NBA raps. So I'm gonna try doing that. And it's like, nah, bro, you can be inspired by him, but don't copy exactly what he does. Yeah, and I and I also think, bro, like can you hear me good? Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I think I I think a lot of people they they got uh they got hating and keeping it real and critiquing all fucked up. You know, uh, I feel like people are too emotional when it comes to, you know, the, the business, like just business in general, whether it's fashion, uh, just anything. A lot of, like a lot of people get emotional nowadays. And, you know, when somebody's trying to critique them, they're, they're automatically thinking they're hating. 
like, no, that's not that's not how it is, man. Like a lot, like I feel like a lot of people would be doing a lot better with their with their business if they could just, you know, shut the fuck up and listen. Sometimes a lot of people have trouble doing that, and that's where that's where they end up fucked up at the end because they didn't listen to people. Like I know opinions don't matter and all this extra shit, but sometimes that one opinion from somebody could potentially change like what you do because at the end of the day man like in my opinion emotion need to be put aside you can't be attached to shit anymore in life like that's just how i look at it you can't be attached to shit and let alone try to run a business and be emotionally attached to something that's not fucking working and you're expecting <laughs> to be a million off that shit <laughs> no that's retarded you know look excuse me i shouldn't be saying that word but that's stupid bro you know like that's just that's just stop you know like just stop i can and, feel and that a lot of people they 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 and and a lot of people in my city in our city man like what they do they got their pride in the wrong situations you know what i'm saying like they they think they're too good to be somewhere you know like me bro like a lot of people don't question me how am i getting to you know certain artists i've like i've had in my stuff and that's just literally with putting my pride aside and showing up I've been tackled before. I'm not going to say a celebrity's name, but I've been tackled before by a celebrity's bodyguard, bro. It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, these people just automatically start fucking with me. It's like, no, like I literally had to stoop down four or five or six levels and just, you know, do this shit. Some people call me crazy for it. Some people get inspired. You know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to keep doing me and with no emotions attached to this shit. Because my brand is not going to grow if I'm being emotional about this shit. Right, and if you don't or, work for it, I mean... Yeah, yeah. nobody gives a fuck, bro. And, you know, that's that. Yeah, like, the only person... You don't understand. You got, you got to humble yourself before you fucking get somewhere. You got to humble yourself, you know? Sometimes you do got to work that 9 to 5 for a few months or a few years. And, and sometimes you do got to change your environment. Sometimes you, you do... Like, you got to let go of those friends in order for you to fucking grow as an individual. So... Yeah, nobody's going to care about your brand as much as you do. So regardless of what anybody says about what you're doing, about the work that you do, about the content that you put out, about your hustle or how you're getting it, whether they think you're crazy or that you wild or that you tripping, like it's because they're never going to understand the passion behind something that you're creating. You know what I'm saying? So any like artist, any designer, anybody that's doing something creative or entrepreneurial in nature needs to understand that nobody is going to see your vision as well as you see your vision. So the only person that's going to like hustle and do what it has to be, do what has to be done is you. And you can't like be attached to other people's opinions or be attached to, you know, even your own opinions. Sometimes, like you said, pride, like I, one of my favorite quotes is um, pride always comes before a fall. So you know, yeah. when it, you know, when it comes to like the legends, like Alexander the Great or like, you know, just like mad, like money, like huge kings from the past or whatever. Like a lot of these people fell because they got too prideful. They let their ego take over. They let their pride take over. And, and they little assistant general might have been trying to give them some critical advice that could have helped them out, like you were saying. But since people are so attached to, you know, trying to be the best or their pride or whatever they miss out on the opportunity to grow so you could forever you could for sure try to be your best but you also gotta have that like sense of reality like okay this isn't working 
you know, and obviously I'm not going to be the best at this shit. Let me fucking go back to, let me go back to the drawing board and let's try this again. If it doesn't work, let me go into, let me just jump into a different field and let me see what I have a passion for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. The in- you, you, like, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the inability to self-assess. So people have the a struggle to be able to like self-assess their situation and really reflect on what's going on. And like, uh, you know, kind of just look at, like you said, go back to the drawing board. What have I done right? What have I done wrong? Is this really for me? And you really sometimes have to ask yourself that question. But people like, again, like we were speaking on to and attached to things and they get too scared. But you really need to ask yourself that shit and figure out what you need to fix. Um, how did how did uh, the Kansas City like I guess fashion community or fa- I wouldn't say fashion industry so fashion community feel to you when you like first started like how how welcoming were the other designers in the area like when when you popped out and you started sharing your gear and your your product online what was the support looking like from your friends from your classmates from wherever uh, well when I first started obviously you know. Not a lot of people fuck with it, as in, like, I mean, as in people I went to school with. Till this day, I'm going to be real with you, bro. Like, I don't fuck with a lot of these designers in my city. I, I just genuinely don't. Uh, because when I tried to, they felt like they were too good for a conversation. I, I got a few that I could mention that I'm, you know, respect and actually admire till this day. Like, I admire their hustle and their work. But a majority of them, I really don't fuck with, you know, like I got that little group that I, I like their, their work is fucking fire. And on top of that, they're, they're amazing human beings versus some of these designers who got some fire work, but then they're just assholes, you know, when it comes to be, you know, having a, a conversation. No, I feel so, that. And, um, uh, you know, like I said, high school, that it was a little bit of, you know, um, uh, not they just weren't um the support wasn't really too crazy but it was at the same time because high school years like like around like i want to say sophomore year or junior years when i got my first major artist to wear my piece and you know how that's just human nature like when when somebody like when somebody sees you fucking you know doing some major shit they're obviously gonna be like yo i fuck with this i fuck with that but uh like mainly bro my friends like my close friends they support the fuck out of me like that's what really motivated me and the way I look at it too man it's like I want to be able to put at least two of my friends or more I all know that I've made it when I'm able to put my friends on payroll on my end and then eventually they're able to branch off and do their own shit I never want to have a close friend who I consider a brother like working for him for the rest of their fucking life you know what I'm saying? I want them to branch off and do, and, uh, you know, just doing their own shit. It doesn't matter, like, what it is. I just want them to be able to learn from me and, and pass that shit on. Because you can't, when when the wealth comes, you know, and, and I know, I don't know how that, I don't know how that feels yet, but when that, when my time comes, I already got it stuck in my head where it's like, if I don't spread the wealth, I'm gonna go broke and die broke. Thanks. Versus, if I spread the wealth, you know, and mentor and teach and, and, you know, guide people behind the scenes. And at the same time, I get a percentage of what they're doing for like two, three years. I'm, I'm never going to lose at that point. 
know what I mean? That's a fact. The more you the more you spread it, it's kind of like what the most richest people on earth say, bro. Like you got to spend money to make money and you got to help people out. If you don't help people out and you don't spend the money, you know, spending money and 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 what I mean by that is kind of like distributing it. You know what I'm saying? Like like you just said, yeah. putting putting your people on your payroll, like that's you spending your money. You can't that's coming out your pocket, but you're coming out your pocket so you can put another person on and 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 really, the only way you can continue growing in this life is through service to other people in whatever way that may be, whether it's, you know, through financial means or whether it's through giving advice or guidance in, in the industry or the talent or skill that you have. Um, it's really the only way we can grow and the only way that we can, you know, progress. Uh, I want to speak on something yep. real quick that that you kind of spoke on for a second. You said you're the first time you got your piece on someone. Uh, so... You kind of already said that it was your junior year, but how did that make you feel? Like, what were the emotions going through your body when you finally saw your piece on somebody? I'm going to tell you right now, bro, I, around junior year, I want to say, or sophomore year, I put myself in, like, a major shithole and, and in, a, in a financial way. Uh, got that card note, you know, got it co-signed under uh, one of my parents, uh, I started adding all these fucking bills on myself and just thinking like, all right, I'm going to get it, you know, I'm going to get it together. Let me, uh, you know, work two jobs. And, you know, I thought that's, that's what was really going to make me fucking happy. No, like, thankfully I got out that situation at a young age and I was able to make mistakes that, you know, 30, 40 or late 20 year olds are making, you know, I was able to make it way before I hit my twenties, you know? So, um, that was going on. And I was just like, you know, just not really depressed, but like, fuck, I got to get out of this situation. And uh, I went ahead and tried to, you know, showed up to, okay, so my first artist was uh, Jacquees. He's an uh, R&B singer. So I went ahead and made that drive and, you know, maneuvered through these big ass tour buses and, and all this shit, was able to chop it up with him, gave him his jacket. I didn't, I didn't think, like, I was like, all right, he got this shit. It's probably going to stay on the bus. And then when it's time to clear the bus out when tours over, it's probably going to stay on this fucking bus, whatever. So, um, whatever, watched the show a little bit, went home, you know, kept that shit going. Like, I want to say two months later when it was, like, December, I think. December is when I was really scrolling through, like, my Instagram. And then I seen you wore that shit. And that's when I was like, all right, like, this, this, this is about to this is it. Like, I fuck with this. Like, I even had somebody from New York reach out to me, like, interview me through the phone as well. And, uh, you know, I was just happy. Like, I was like, all right, bet. Like, this this is it. So, and, uh, you know, ever since then, it's like, I've just been trying to get this shit to these celebs, man. And, and I'm not even about the whole, uh, where my piece tagged me on Instagram and, you know, bring in some of your following. I, I would love for you to do that. Like, fuck yeah, thank you. But I also want to have that personal relationship where it's like we're able to help each other. I could style you for one of your tours and, you know, you could help me push my brand, you know, towards your audience. And on a genuine level, not just because your manager introduced you to me and all. No, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm, I'm really all about, like, having that business friendly relationship because that goes a long way facts and if it and it feels better at the end of the day if 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 a relationship if a relationship is not just transactional but there's also some you know level of 
human to human connection. It's always going to feel better in the long run. And at the end of the day, when you're able to really connect with another human being, I mean, there's not much better than that, to be honest, in my opinion. Like I, anytime I've been able to like link up with somebody that whatever, so on, so or quote unquote popping or doing well, like I didn't really care the fact that I'm chilling with somebody that's successful, but I really enjoyed the conversations we were able to have and me being able to learn from the person, whether they're able to help me in the long run or not. I mean, just having a genuine human to human connection is always a blessing. So I can feel you on that. I can feel you on that for sure. Uh, I kind of want to like double back a little bit. Where did you say that your family was from? So my mother is from uh, Kuwait and my dad's from Palestine and they have me in America. Word. Have you ever so, been have you ever been back to either of those countries? Uh I went to Jordan. Jordan? Uh, which was where my sister was born, yeah. And a majority of my mom's family's there too, so that's probably like where I went. How was that trip? Do you remember it? I was young, bro. Uh I went to school there. Uh I went to school there and then came back and they ended up fucking holding me back because they just wasn't going with the shit that they taught me overseas. Facts. Nah, that's how they be in the States, man. They wild out. (laughs) But it is what it is. I'm not really... But overall, like, I would like to go back there, but at the same time, I'd rather get my situation going in States, like, in the country where I decided to do that, you know? Facts. This is more... This is like a question, but also kind of an idea. Have you ever, like tapped back into your like family's culture and like tried to get some inspiration in terms of design and and branding from like your culture from like your cultural roots uh no uh you know what yeah i'll take that back yeah because i i would i would do some like arabic letters and stuff on hats and push them out i want to say when was i doing that i want to say junior sophomore year i was doing that uh, and then my mom, like, she, she knows how to draw, like, she'll, she'll draw, like, some, like, she'll do some dope-ass designs on, like, glass and shit like that, but, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro, like, people look at me crazy when I say this, but as a, as a creative director and designer and all that, you know, I don't know how to draw. Like, if Photoshop and all that shit wasn't here, like, I probably would've been fucked. Or you would have just fit. I mean, as a hustler, you would have just figured out how to draw. Shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Figure out how to draw or hire some hire somebody to sketch things out for you. Facts, and and you come up yeah. with the ideas. I mean, what I always say is, there's we 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 of course have to be grateful as fuck for technology. Like, of course, so I feel you on that. Like, yeah. grateful as hell. But at the same time, like, if you're a true hustler, bro. And and I can already tell by the energy you be you've been giving off since I met you, bro. Like people just figured things out when they got to. So if internet ever like broke down, I'm sure you'd be able to figure out some dope ass piece to put together out of fucking like pillows or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. true creators, yeah. true artists really figure it out at the end of the day. Um of what do you think will happen to or like this is a two part question. Do you consider your brand um streetwear? Or would you like? I consider, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I consider it a mixture of luxury and streetwear because, like, I mean, one day I might want to create me a velvet, you know, a, a velvet hoodie and like do a photo shoot of me. Like, you know, I haven't did that yet. I've been talking about. It, I haven't done it yet. Like me in a in a nice like inside of a nice car with like stacks of money, you know, shit like that. And then the next 
my next shoot, I'd want to do like some denim or like some nice ass like street shorts and like be posted up at a skate park with a whole bunch of skaters. I really want to balance that out. I don't want to be because my goal is to turn this brand into a lifestyle because I, I just I, I want I can't really even explain to you because I don't think anybody would understand how I think. You know? And if they do, nine times out of ten, then they'd be able to, all right, let's do it type shit. You know? I can feel that. I mean, I, I mean, the two-part question to that was just going to be, what What are some of your... I also want to say that one thing I've noticed a lot with creatives is we all have a similar a similar feeling around like our thoughts or ideas where we really do feel crazy. <laughs> we'd be feeling like super, right. we'd be feeling super crazy and out of this world and like that people won't be able to understand our ideas, which a lot of the times is true. And that's why we have to connect with other creatives in order to, you know, or just do it on our own to make shit pop because a lot of people don't understand where we're coming from. So I can feel you on that. But I also just think it's funny. A lot of the creators that I've spoken to literally say the exact same thing. And I've said it before too. It's just like, bro, sometimes I just feel like I'm crazy because of like all the things that be going through my mind, all my thoughts, all the, all like, you know, my vision, like I, I just feel crazy, but in a good way, not in exactly a bad way, but like, it's just funny. But that I mean, yo, with the within the world, with the world that we live in, man, us having like quote unquote good crazy, and with all the fucked up shit going around, you know, the whole world and our like potential our environment, that could kind of like fuck things up for you mentally. So I'm a real big like I'm a real big person on mental health. Like I really, I rather make sure my mental is 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 right before I you know, decide to execute a business plan. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I how, how do you, how do you go about doing that though? So I, I know a lot of people, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I usually like, I isolate myself or hit the gym, uh, you know, just mainly just isolate myself from everybody. Like literally everyone. I just, I don't want to be around anybody. Do you feel so, like, do you feel like in a way, this is just this isn't me like trying to change your opinion or anything, but do you feel like in a way that could have an adverse effect, like a like the opposite of effect where, you know, so it's like if we're trying to focus on improving our mental health, some people, some people or, you know, to each their own, but some might be like, yo, get around people, be around more people. So how do you feel that isolation helps you mentally, personally? Because I feel like, how can I explain this? Because if somebody, if, if I were to have like a mental breakdown, or if I were just to like flip out, or just, you know, just not be in the best mood and just decide to flip out, I'm able to be isolated and do whatever I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I flip out in front of people, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like if I'm selling or something and I fuck up and I'm already having a bad day and nobody's around me, I just, dog, I just end up flipping a day where I'm like, yo, fuck this shit, calm down. And like, I just, you know, chill out for a little bit and go downstairs and I like nothing happened. So I feel it's more, it's more out of, it's more out of like a protection of other people or, or, or you're not really trying to have other people being in your space during the time of test. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't like, yeah, I don't like people seeing me that way at all. Like, you know, and, 
I just don't like people seeing me that way. I'd rather just, you know, if, if I'm working, I'd let everybody know, like, yo, I just, I need some space. I'd appreciate it. We just, we'll, we'll, we'll kick it later. We'll do whatever later. Or I'll postpone something. I just need some time alone. And that's that. I feel and that doesn't mean I'm going to need some time alone just to, you know, watch TV or something. I don't even watch TV. I like literally sit down and probably just chill. That's it. Yeah, time. I feel like a lot of times people overlook the importance of having some time to reflect and just be with self. And I think a lot of times people yeah. are scared to be with themselves. So I think actually in like a dope way, isolating ourselves can be healthy. Because if we're so scared, and we always have to be around other people. And we're so scared to like, face what it feels like to just be alone to just be with ourselves, then I feel like there's a lack of growth happening. So I feel like Definitely isolation and learning how to be just with you and accepting you for you and just being able to acknowledge yourself in that space is super important. Um, I do, ladies and gentlemen, want to say if you guys are enjoying this podcast so far to please like, comment, subscribe, and you know, just make sure you're doing what your part of this uh, little journey of support you dig. Um, we're going to go on a short little break and we'll be back in just a few moments. Thank you for listening. And again, go get some water, you know, go say some prayers, wash your face. If your eyes is dirty, do something with your little break that you got right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being patient on your nice little break right there. We are back again. If you're tuning in to just this part of the podcast, which would be kind of weird, but if you are doing that, we're here with our guest, Yaz, um, creative director, designer, um, overall dope entrepreneurial creative individual. Um, and we've just been talking about a lot of things so far, so make sure you go back and check out what you missed. Um, but we're going to jump right back into it. Yeah. So what excites you about the current state of fashion and what doesn't? So what are some things you think are dope about the current state of fashion? And what do you think are some things that are whack? (laughs) Um, Nah, nah, that's dope. I like that. Like, I'm excited to, I'm excited for the shit that I'm about to do, you know, or what's coming up. Uh, What I'm not really excited about is um, the way fashion is right now, because many are too quick to call themselves designers and, uh, you know, just they're all this, all that, you know, the way I look at it is, bro, if you're, if you're just screen printing or heat pressing shit on, uh, on shirts or jackets or hoodies or jeans, you're not no fucking designer, bro. You're stop. Like you're not, you're not, no, that's, that's wrong in my opinion, because I know people besides myself who stay up hours, days, uh, you know, measuring you know just just pretty much doing shit from scratch you know what i'm saying and not saying like uh how can i say this i'm not trying to say like um i'm not trying to say like every single person 
You ain't trying to down any anybody that's starting out there, but just anybody that. Yeah, because because we all started. You know, a lot of us we all started that way. Right. Virgil Abloh started that way. You know what I'm saying? Of course. The owner of Off White, he started that. Shit, you know, he started that way. But um, it's just like people are so quick to. I don't know. I I just feel like the the more the original handmade shit is where it's really at. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the like the the the, the energy you're trying to get across, across is kind of like people who post entrepreneur in their Instagram bio, but they've never started a business, or they or you. they've never oh, they've oh never sold God. anything. So it's not it's not that we're trying to tell you you can't be an entrepreneur or that you won't eventually be one, but don't claim your claim yourself to fame or claim you're something, but you haven't put in the work yet. So it's kind of the same thing yeah. for like designers. It's like Bro, there's like I'm not trying to level. I'm say I'm speaking from your point of view. I'm not trying to like level myself up. Like, oh, I know how to knit and sew and all this. That means I'm better than you. It's not that energy. It's just like don't come out here after you like ordered a shirt online with your logo on it and say you're a fashion designer while I'm over here hustling for 13 hours knitting with my bare hands. Like, there's there's definitely levels to this shit. It doesn't mean you won't yeah, get. And, 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 and the thing is, bro, it's like. I'm for sure agreeing with you on this, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say. But at the same time, you could still sketch, you know, get on your tech pad or whatever and uh, sketch something and ship it out to a manufacturer in L.A. or email it to a manufacturer in L.A. or China or whatever the fuck. And many will still consider you as a designer, you know. But in my eyes, I just look at things differently. Like, bro, all my bags are handmade by me, um, and it's and and I'm really just I feel like I'm really just in my prime with this shit because eventually I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one making the bags, but when I'm still selling it for the same price of like one fifty and up, they'll understand because I was once doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Now I have like now I'm gonna have people just doing shit for me. You know, I'm gonna have people selling for me because. I want to be able to focus more on the marketing part rather than just trying to focus on, you know, uh, trying to cook up a hundred bags or 20 or 30 bags by myself. Right. Right. And, and, and also try to manage the marketing part. That's not how, that's not how you're not going to be able to scale. Operate. Yeah. It's just no way. Of course not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like you have to know where your energy, where to divert your energy and when's the right time. Like, you know, some people take that big step, too early some people take the step at the right time and it's just about i mean no that's real facts you're doing the hard work right now so that when that shit blow up you're gonna have to ask for help and when you get help you're gonna have to focus on other things and that's just the reality of growth that's what's called growth yeah and and on top of that bro it's like with me also dialing in on uh like the sewing and the and the type of water to wash your fabric in and uh the, the the type of needle you all that shit, bro. I'm glad I'm I, I'm glad I was able to learn this shit. So when it comes time for people to do shit for me, they won't try to bullshit me and and put in some you know just try to bullshit me. Like, I know how this is made. And if you're doing it wrong, I'm gonna confront you about it. I don't care if I'm paying you or not. I rather you know how the fuck to do this shit because that's what I'm paying you for. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like in my, in my head is like. 
if I if some if I asked a personal trainer like in the future, because I'm a personal trainer as well. But if I asked a personal trainer to create a program for me and he gave me some cookie cutter bullshit, I'd be able to tell because I already put in the work and know what it takes to like put together a program. So I can tell if he just yeah. screen grabbed the shit off of YouTube or something. You know what I'm saying? So and, yeah, and, I feel you. and honestly, I, I've been about that, bro. Like I've been about the whole knowing it all. But one person who really, like, inspired me, and many are not going to believe this shit, uh, you know, may he rest in peace, uh, Nipsey Hussle. I watched his, I watched one of his documentaries, I think, or his interviews, and uh, he was he, he was the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the same way. He was, like, when it came to the music, like, creating the music and shit, if the producer tried to bullshit him, he'll tell all right, move the fuck out of my way. I know how to do this shit. I'm going to show you. So that's where I was like, all right, I'm not doing nothing wrong. It's going to take me longer to get where I want to get. But people are still going to respect me more. Facts. No, and and then it's also just better knowing the chessboard. So when opportunities come, say, you know, say you get to the point where YKT, you know, you have people working for you and running the sewing part. But say, uh, I don't know, fucking... Um, Versace comes to you and they're like, yo, we really want your advice on this piece or we need your hands on this piece. You know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Or you can tap into that as well because you, you did that in your past. So you can still have that talent, that skill. So it's like, there's never, you know, there's never a wrong time to learn a skill or to be good at a multitude of things. And then kind of like you're saying with Nip, I know exactly what interview you're talking about. And he's just talking, I mean, same thing. He was like, he had to learn how to engineer, how to produce, how to, how to hear different sounds, how to adjust things. He had to know how to use the computer. He had to learn how to rap, how to like record himself. So anytime somebody's on some bullshit in the studio, he can just step in and take over um, when somebody's not doing a part because he'd been through that. You know what I'm saying? It was part of his marathon. He done ran that. He already ran that track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. So um, what, uh, what are, not what are, who are some of your like, you you say you had some inspirations in fashion. Who are some of your inspirations? Like people that 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 stand out to you and their work is always like, yo shit. When you see it, you're like, man, this nigga's fire. Uh this is a brand called Rude. It's out in uh LA. Uh the designers Luigi Villa and Sword. Bro, I just I'm found not- sorry to interrupt. I just found out about him like a week Crazy, ago. Uh, nah, his, his shit is hard because Jay-Z was rocking his shit at a LA game a couple weeks ago and then I followed yeah, him bro. on Instagram. His stuff is hard, so that's funny that you say that. Continue, crazy. continue. Luigi, uh, a little bit of Mike Miri, but not too much because that's really what that's a lot of a lot of people are trying to copy Mike Miri, but uh, we're not going to get into all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? Um, V-Lone. Uh, I just like the way they move. By the way, Bari moves. I don't know if you're familiar with ASAP Bari. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm really inspired by the way he got his whole movement set up. Like, bro, the weekend just dropped his album. I, apparently, like, I, I don't listen to the weekend, but uh, um, I noticed that Bari posted some merch he did for the weekend. And I'm just like, bro, that's just fucking. It's crazy. Like it just it just it's so dope. That's the type of shit I want to do. I want to be able to have that relationship with you know a, a team like EXO, you know, the Weekends label. I want I want to be able to have relationships with people like that, so I can design their merch. You know what I'm saying? 
and not just because I want to cap. I mean, obviously, you got to make your money, but not just to capitalize off this shit. I actually just want to have that relationship. Um, who else? Um, besides, uh, damn, who else? Well, I I I can't really. Hey, that's that's all for real. That's dope that's though. I I rock with all of them. I really like Rude though, cause I uh I just found out about Bro, and I really like yeah. I fuck I fuck with G and his and his art that he's like the the stuff he's been putting out. And then I seen the gear he had Jay Z in. I was like, oh that that looked fly. That looked fly. I ain't gonna lie. But I think another dope thing about being a designer, like you said, besides capitalizing off of your you know your your uh, talent. Besides that, is it really puts you in the room with a, a diverse amount of individuals. You can be in the room with artists. You can be in the room with uh, presidents. You can be in the room with um, uh, athletes. You can be in the room with freaking news guys. Like It puts you in the room with so many people because fashion isn't only for one type of person. It's for everybody. And yeah. when you get the opportunity to be in the rooms with so many different people, there's so many learning opportunities. So I can feel you on the fact of just wanting to create relationships and using your art and using your talent as a way to find yourself into those rooms is you know like a what, beautiful bro? thing. Uh, I, I have to mention two more people, bro. Uh, I just fucking have to. Um, Sharon Barber, really one of my really like really one of my favorite, and uh, what he does, he'll deconstruct shit like he'll get like a, a authentic Louis bag, and, like create a mask and shit like that uh itai he does the same shit he everybody fucks with him like you know chief keith everybody fucks with him but his work is just crazy bro like it's just it's insane i'm not familiar with either of those so once we hop off this podcast i'm gonna need you to send me those instagram links you dig yeah i got you bless um what is your favorite item in your wardrobe my favorite item yeah like your favorite clothing i'm not gonna lie to you bro I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it's it's times where I've sold clothes off my body, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's in my wardrobe. I don't really. I try my best not to get too attached to it because I end up just like literally selling it. That's Somebody would see me out in the mall or see me out, and they'd fuck with it. Either they know who I am and. They say I need a costume shit, and they'll see the bag or they'll see something. I'll be like, all right, bet, like, you know, whatever, cash out and PayPal, me here is this. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. I Just like that. that. Hey, bro, those bags really are hard. Yo, ladies and gentlemen who listen to this podcast, um, if you're not familiar with, with Yaz and his brand already, he's definitely going to be tagged up on this podcast, also in the description. But please go check out his page and look at the bat, the little, uh, what do you call it besides a bag? Like, what's the actual term for that, that type Mess- of messenger bags? Yo, go check out his messenger bags. That's, that's literally, anyways, they're so hard to me. I think they're super fire. So go peep those. And also, like he already said earlier today, he made, he makes them handmade. So that should be even more special to y'all. Go buy that shit right now. Anyways, um, okay, so one of my favorite quotes is, once you lose your curiosity, you get comfortable. 
So what are some things that keep you curious? Like what, what keeps you like thinking about the next design you're going to make or how you're going to make some, something dope or, or, yeah. What are some things that keep you curious? Is there a TV show that inspires you? Is there a, a person? Is it just natural creative juices flowing? Is there a song you listen to? What keeps you curious so that you don't get comfortable when it comes to designing? Well, it's, uh, it's natural. And, um, uh, it's also what really inspires me is uh, like these rappers and artists like Travis Scott. His wave is just it is just it, it blow it blows my mind though. It's crazy. Like it's just it's crazy. Like the way he operates, the the fucking merch he puts out, uh, the kicks he puts out, the shows of uh, you know artists like that, like Uzi, like you know pretty much the the mainstream this generation type of artists they just it, it just it really inspires me to keep it going not only with their fits but just the way they like the way they move it sounds so fucking weird but that's literally how my ideas start flowing is when i see them like literally either perform drop the dope ass visual or just them being them no i feel that because i did you watch that new uh tra- i'm not even like to be honest a huge travis scott fan but did yeah, you yeah. did you watch that new travis scott documentary sketched out like you know i created like four pieces that night (laughs) that's fire no that's dope because i was about to say like even just at i'm not even i'm not a designer i'm not a drawer i'm not an artist but just being a creative like so much creative juices started flowing when i watched that and anytime i listen to his music or watch his music videos i i think i feel similar energy so i can understand where you're coming from on that and people bro people are so quick to judge because like i'm I make clothes or I'm a designer or some shit that I'm just like some uh, arrogant piece of shit that doesn't want shit to do with anybody, bro. I'm that guy who, like, I want to be so cool with the artists to where it's like, like, I will mosh fit at your fucking shows. I, I, I'm just that guy. I'm that guy, yes, who creates clothes and, and does some dope-ass shit and creates shit, but at the same time, I'll be in the middle of a mosh fit and act like I'm just a regular fucking person. I, like, that's just me. I feel like from from the way you speak you really like supporting other people and you really just like creating like relationships with human beings would i be correct correct yeah. to assume that mm-hmm. so would Definitely, you bro, yeah i mean I, if the shit is original and and i notice we got the same drive and the energy's right of course yeah i i, I really i really don't keep too many people around due to like you know personal shit that has went down and just like, it made me question a lot of shit and, like, just the city that we're in, it's like, you know, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, keep, watching, you, you paying attention to your moves. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so, you know, but besides that, like, on a business level, I'm always down to support if the vision is original and it sounds right. If it's off, um, either, like, you know, I'll just let you know, like, yo, I feel like you need to do this. I feel like you need to do that. Depend if, if, if I feel like you're the person who's going to try to lash out on me or get upset because I'm trying to critique you, then I'm probably just not going to apply to you. But if you're that person who I feel like who's open for fucking constructive criticism and, like, is down to fucking, like, uh, learn, then I'm going to tell you how I feel about about your work and what you could do better. And I think, like, more people in the world need... 
I actually just talked about this and one I don't know if it was my last podcast I did solo or if it was just an Instagram post I posted. But anyways, about like not having yes men around you, like having a whole bunch of people around you that are just going to be like, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Bro, yeah, that's, that's dope. literally the way to fucking like to, to be a nobody. Like I, I like all my friends, like I'd rather them be up front with me and critique the fuck out of me rather than tell me, yeah, this is fire. And then. I put it out for the people, and it doesn't do good. I, I'd rather people tell me, like, no, like, this shit is trash, bro. That's, that's what I'd rather. I'm, like, honestly, not to brag, I, nobody, none of my friends have, like, actually told me that shit because I've been put, so far I've been putting out shit that everyone's liking. But I'd rather have that type of energy where it's like, nah, bro, you, like, stop. No. Right, and I, you're, I pre- like you're prepared for that, too, and you're accepting of, of that, course. which I think is which I think is like we talked about in the first part of this is just so necessary. It's accepting criticism and understanding that criticism can be constructive. If you accept it that way, it's not going to be constructive if you automatically get, you know, heard about it. But really the, 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 the root of that problem is people are insecure and, you know, and I understand everyone's insecure in certain ways and has insecurities. Of course, we're all working on it, but at the same time, you know, let go of your insecurities and accept some constructive criticism and you might just blow up. <laughs> you might just be able to feed your family. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. So it's real. It's so real. Um, so a lot of people don't chase their dreams or start something because they don't really believe in themselves. Um, do you feel like you've always believed in yourself when it comes to this fashion or, to you know, just to being a creative in general? Like, have you always believed in yourself or has there been some peak, I said some peak, some key people in your life that have supported you and like kind of just, you know, made you feel more comfortable about chasing your dream? I've always had, like, I've, starting off, I had self-doubt for sure. Like, I was like, yo, like, I don't think this is going to work, but the way I, the way my mentality set up now, bro, is like expect the worst, but hope for the best. You know, like I'd expect for me to get, you know, a million no's, but then still hope, you know, still have a little peek of hope. Like, all right, like this shit is still gonna work at the end of the day. The way I also think about it, bro, whatever you're fucking doing, whether you're rapping, creating, uh, art, <coughs> dancing, uh music photography whatever the fuck you're one person away like you're one person away that's how, that's the way i've been able to keep my mental mentality like you're one person you, you're one person away from you know getting your life changed facts you know what i mean facts. so but uh when, when i first started yeah definitely I, I i was doubting it but people were just people were fucking with it bro it's like how could i stop you know, I, like when uh, recently I've had like a situation going on with Trippy Red. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, like it's just it, it, I, I got some fake love, but then it also made me realize like, yo, I, this is what I'm doing. Like this is something I'm going to die behind. Like I don't care. Like the whole week when I had got back, I was getting like I got stopped by people who would know who I am, like either at a store or whatever. And just like tell me like what, you know the type like they like the shit that I do. So that made me realize like, okay, I'm doing something right. So yeah. I feel it, I feel it. So who put a sewing machine in your hand? Like when did this all start? Cause you know, there has to be like a starting point to every journey. You know what I'm saying? I know you didn't just 
wake up one day and say, oh, I'm just going to design clothes or, oh, I'm just going to start sewing or, oh, I'm just by So where did your introduction to like, whether it's fashion or sewing, where did, oh, snap, ladies and gentlemen, the call broke. Damn, my bad. You, you there? Yeah, you good? Yeah, yeah, we good. Um, but no, I was just asking where, where did your start happen? Like who, who put a sewing machine in your room? <laughs> well, all right. So what happened? Um, so my mother had bought like a sewing machine on Black Friday, uh, like years, not years ago, like a couple years ago. I want to say like what, 2016, whatever. Um, and I was just like, that was the time I was also searching up like on YouTube, how to do shit you know, how to sell, how to do this, how to do that, because I've just always been wanting to know how to make shit, how to create, you know? But uh, <clears throat> my mom bought it. Uh, we got, we moved to this other house, and um, I opened it up one night, and I was sitting, like, in this little office room we got, and uh, I just started just, like, sewing, like, little wallets and shit together and just creating that shit. Uh, they had this little CD, but, like, I, like, I just already knew how to do this shit, bro. Like, I just, I just knew how to, like, I just knew what a bobbin is because I've already had done research about this shit. And I just, like, put everything, you know, said fuck the CD and, like, literally put the thread in, you know, whatever, and just started just start sewing with straight stitches. Well, I bet, you know, you want to know something funny, it's going to sound stupid. I've always been scared of sewing machines because when I was a little kid, I got my finger almost, almost, it didn't even get me, but almost caught one of them joints while I don't remember who was trying to teach me how to do something, but somebody was, and I almost smacked my finger. And from that moment on, boy, I ain't never got close to a sewing machine to this day. It's been like 21 years. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. Nah, bro, it's been needles that like hit, like almost popped into like hit my eye before like if i'm sewing something too uh if i'm sewing something too thick and the needle happened to break like it, it's days where like i literally move the, like i'm playing fucking dodgeball dog like i literally head movement and shit so this needles won't hit my fucking face damn son you are here playing playing floyd mayweather with the with the needles <laughs> no for real bro and it's crazy man like my i remember my dad had uh he got a hold of this industrial machine for me this is before we moved i was so pissed bro like i threw it away i just an industrial machine i don't know if you know this but that shit could sew through fucking alligator skin dog it could sew through anything Dang. so i didn't even realize i was like fuck whatever but now it's like man i got i got a serger and two other machines you know so a serger is what i like, locks in the stitches and shit it was like what keeps the stitches on the inside like clean Damn, well, I, I, might, I might have to slide over there and get a little, I might have to give you $50 for a lesson on how to use these joints because I need to get over my fears. <laughs> I mean, shit, bro. I'm, yeah, we can make that happen, bro. Bless, bless. But um, I got one last question for you, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, How has your family supported you during your journey? And, like, especially, I mean... You know, when parents are like my mom, for example, is is is, you know, from Tanzania, from East Africa. And I know that in a lot of like households where the parents like come to the States, they're like so admin adamant about their kids going to college. So how supportive have your parents been in terms of like your your entrepreneurial itch? OK, um, at first, like uh, 
they weren't really okay. I, I I did go to school, but I went to school for like one semester, probably. Hold on, give me one second, my brother. Give me one second. You blessed. You blessed. We bless, ladies and gentlemen. If you're enjoying this podcast so far, please like, comment, subscribe, as that is the only way the Culture Talks podcast can grow. So make sure, you know, you're doing your part, man. We out here just trying to provide some dope content for y'all. You know it's love from from this side. So just, you know, like, comment, review, and uh, share with a friend. But we we back. We back. Okay, so um, my parents really, bro, like, um, they were confused. At, my family were confused at first. You know, they were like, what the fuck? But, um, it's it, it still like, it, it's, I don't get the support, you know, from family, believe it or not. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not going to let that shit stop me from still prospering because at the end of the day, I consider my supporters as a family who's actually supporting. And I mean, I can't really blame my parents because they wouldn't like my family jump because they wouldn't know any better because neither side of the family have somebody who, who owns businesses or who's, you know, trying to do shit besides working a nine to five or getting a degree and whatever. And, you know, making this amount of money a year, having a 401k retiring and all this extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, it's like, it's mainly friends and, you know, my supporters, and whoever's honestly fucks with the movement. But I just feel like, you know, right now is not the time where I'm going to get the support uh, from family. I'm going to get it when they see, like, I'm moving around more, uh, you know, more money's coming in. Like, that's, that's when they're going to see it. Right. And that's that's how every family, I think, uh, and especially, like, families, uh, people who... You know, Im- immigrant households where parents are from a different country and come to the states, they're like, they 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 ain't gonna believe it till the time comes, you know, until the breasts start coming in and start flowing, and then they're like, oh damn, and then they become supporters in the long run. So, I think for a lot of you people out there who are listening to this podcast and you're trying to chase your little journey, you're on your own little uh, path, and your parents aren't supportive. Although I understand how challenging that is, understand that they are going to come around when that success comes through. And I know it sounds a little weird, but just try to think about it from their perspective and understand that, you know, you they baby. You know what I'm saying? You they baby. Yeah, and they- I mean, bro, parents, bro, like I have to, I had, this is a, 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 a hard pill I had to swallow, bro, like to believe that, you know, many parents just want was, you know, want the best for you. But at the same time, they wouldn't know the best for you because, you know, with with the way my my family's culture, you know, my family's culture is set up, they got it to where you know you go to school, uh, you know, you graduate high school, you graduate college, they celebrate, go work at this little job on uh, the the fifteenth floor of this big ass building, and you know, you know, just work for Uncle Sam for us. You're like, I'm not trying to do that, bro. I'm I'm you know, I'd rather be where I'm at right now and just continue to prosper as much as I can and, you know, eventually just turn the fuck up completely with this shit, bro. Like, I'm, there's just no way I'm going to stop. And I think that's the most important concept we all need to understand on this podcast is our happiness always comes first. So whether our parents want something for us, we can respect the fact that they want that, but we always have to know that 
Whatever makes us happy is what's going to make them happy in the long run. If we're depressed at a 15th floor job, they're eventually not going to really want us to be here. So, I mean, with the last 15 seconds of this podcast, I'd just like to say, make sure you're focused on your happiness. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, go follow my boy Yaz at Yaz underscore T. I will tag him in the description and in the Instagram posts. It's love.